Radio Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to thank God for blessing us according to the words of eternal life. We want to thank God for the Spiritual Cuts ministry and the Spiritual Cuts leaders that he's blessing all over the world. We want to thank them for actually going out, preaching the gospel and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, teaching the words of eternal life. Man, this is a hard message to teach because you're up against the grain. Because everybody's thinking or been taught, and even as I was taught and was thinking at one time, that oh, we all had to die and we receive eternal life after we die. Well, I want you to know that is the resurrected life. So this is a hard message to actually teach because you're teaching against something or you're teaching somebody who's been taught that is that, that they have to die in order to receive the reward of God. If Romans chapter 6 verse 33 says, excuse me, 623 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The wages in death and the wages which is death cannot give you the same reward as the reward or as the gift. That the gift reward is eternal life and the wages reward is death. You can't receive both of them after you die. Because eternal means forever. And always existing. But death means cease to exist and to no longer exist. So therefore, my brothers, you have to understand, if you think you have eternal life after you die, you've been sadly mistaken all these years, as I was for all those years. Until I came into the revelation knowledge of the Spirit of Christ, and the promise of our Father, God revealed to me, you can't have both, son, and call yourself my child. You can't be born of God and have eternal life and die and still be born of God. You can be born of Jesus and die and have the resurrected life and be with God. But you can't be born of God if God is spirit and the spirit of God abides forever. You cannot if the spirit of Christ abides forever. If you have the spirit of Christ in you, you cannot be born of God if you have the spirit of Jesus without Christ. That's just the bottom line, my brothers and sisters. So we're going to get into that, and we're going to get riled up, and we're going to get started because Christ wants us to realize, God and Christ want us to realize that we have a gift that we've been so cheated out of. So the gift of God is eternal life. And the resurrected life came from out of John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. They say that I am the resurrection and the life. Though he may be dead, yet he should still live. Talking about Lazarus. But they that remain and are alive and believe in me should never die. Do you believe thou this? So there are scriptures are saying, there are scriptures that is teaching us about the resurrection. He said that you may know in Philippians 3.10, that you may know the power of his resurrection. We've been taught the power of the resurrection of Jesus, but not the power of the resurrection of Christ in the body of Jesus as Jesus rose in the body of Christ as the power of God through the power of God in the resurrection. Jesus could not be resurrected by himself and had a power. 
Christ was in the body of Jesus, and but God who raised them. The name of this podcast is going to be, but God who raised Christ, but God who raised Jesus from the dead. So both of them got up from the dead, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But that's the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead and the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead. If this spirit dwells in you, my brothers and sisters, he says, your mortal body shall be quickened into immortality. Your mortal body shall be given life eternal through the body of God, through Christ and Jesus that was raised from the dead by God. Man, we finna get started here. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, we have to fully understand and be fully persuaded that what God has promised, he's able to perform. And God has promised you. And God has promised me from out of 1 John chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. He promised through his testimony that he has given us eternal life through his son, Christ Jesus. He promised us in 1 John Chapter 2, verse 25, he promised us that he gave us eternal life. You got to get what God promised, my brother God, my brothers and sisters, because the, 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 the testimony and the witness of men is not greater than the testimony and the promise of God. Oh, my brothers and sisters, but the Bible says in John 12, 43, that people praise men more than they praise God. Without further ado, let's get right into it, my brothers and sisters. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 19. Hey, I hope you're not a praise of men over the revelation knowledge of God. And it says in John 20, 19, then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples was assembled, for the fears of the Jews, Christ came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. When, when Christ had said this, he showed them his hands and his side and his feet. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Christ said to them again, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when Christ had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Like I said, we said, we talked about as the Father sent me, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. But I want you to know how was Christ sent if Christ is sending us as the Father sent him. This is what the podcast at the Spiritual Cuts Ministry and the Promise of Our Father podcast is breaking down. How many times have you actually been explained about the door, about the body that came through the doors that was shut? I remember back in my old days and at Whosoever Moved Baptist Church where they used to teach and had you running around the church talking about old Doubt and Thomas, but they never taught you why Thomas was doubting. Thomas believed that he came and Thomas believed that he arrived, but Thomas didn't believe that he came through the door that was shut in the body that he was in. 
That's what people don't realize. And Christ had to tell Thomas in John 20, uh, verse 27, he says, Thomas touched me, feel me. Thomas touched and felt and said, oh, my God. Hey, y'all thought that, oh, my God, come from somewhere else. But that, oh, my God, came from Thomas. When Thomas touched the glory of the body of Christ and the body of Jesus, he said, oh, my God. And Christ said, flesh and bones. <laughs> he says, does not have a spirit. So spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see me here. But he said, Thomas, let me tell you this. You believe because you was here. And you touched it. You felt it. But they that believe had glory and never seen, huh? And never touched and never felt the body and the bones of my son God. He said, never touch God in the body of Christ as my son. He says, greater is he that is in that body that is in them bones, that is in the flesh and the body, the bones of Christ. Greater is he or she that is in that position because now I can bless them forever. Hey, glory. So my brothers, this is where we find out where Christ, and Christ was revealing himself to his disciples, but I want to talk a little bit today about the same thing about the doors that were shut. And as he sent me, I send you. So I want to talk about, but God, who raised Jesus, but God, who raised Christ from the dead. I like it in Romans 8, 28, verse 11, because it didn't just say the spirit of him, but God, that raised the spirit of Jesus, but God, that raised the spirit of Christ, but God that raised the body of Jesus, but God, that raised the body of Christ that came through the six-inch doors that was shut, but God, who raised Jesus in Christ. Uh, this is what I want to talk about today, my brothers and sisters. You know, for 2,000 years plus, we have been cheated out of, out of our reward of the gift of God, which is eternal life. Because of... <clears throat> Because of spiritual church leaders uh, and our mothers and our fathers and bishops and apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers has the lack of knowledge and understanding of the body of Jesus Christ being raised from the dead on the third day. And he came through the six inch doors that were shut. But God, who is Spirit, hey God, but God, who is spirit that God used to conceive. Hey, but God, who is spirit that God used to conceive Jesus, he used his Holy Spirit to conceive a child, Jesus and Mary. He was returning the Holy Spirit back to God. So I want you to realize that, but God, who raised Jesus, but God, who raised Christ from the dead. Huh? When he was breathing on us, he was breathing the spirit that he was returning. Hey, back to God. Hey, God. Because he had to go back to God after he breathed the spirit upon us. But God who raised Jesus and but God who raised Christ from the dead. Hmm? 
He raised Christ from the dead will also quicken and give eternal life to our mortal bodies through the spirit of God who dwells in us. Is God dwelling in you right now? Or you just have a figuration or figuration or figuration of God being in you, a form of godliness, but not according to holiness and not according to godliness. You have a form of Christless. You have a form of Christ, but you are Christless because you have not so learned Christ. Do you have God and Christ in you? Put God who raised Jesus from the dead, put God who raised Christ from the dead, who quickens the martyr and, and change it into immortality, give eternal life, give immortal. He, don't you know your body is immortal if you have the spirit of God and the spirit of Christ in you? That's the glory of God dwelling. You can find that in Acts 13, 30, and Romans 8, 11. The problem Christians and believers have is that we listen to the company we keep and the things we see with our natural eyes, but not with our spiritual eyes. If Scripture teaches us in Proverbs 18, 20, 21, a man or a woman's stomach, or let me say that again, a man or a woman's body, shall be satisfied from the fruit of his or her mouth and from the produce of his or her lips, and he or she shall be filled. Come on. Death and eternal life <clears throat> are in the power of the tongue, and those that love death and believe that tomorrow is not promised and we all have to die, huh? and we are not going to be here forever, and keeping the bad company that they have that corrupts good habits, these are they who shall continue eating the fruit of death. Let me say that again. Death and eternal life are in the power of the tongue, and these that love death and believe that tomorrow is not promised, and we all have to die. Huh? And we are not going to be here forever. And keeping the bad company that corrupts good habits, these are they who shall continue eating the fruit of death. Don't you know it's a sad thing to tell God that he don't have the power to sustain you after he made you? in his own image and own likeness, whether you are male or female, that he created on the sixth day and he rested. That's embarrassing to tell people you cannot, tomorrow's not promised, and you know what I mean? And, 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 and we all have to die, and we are not here for, that is more embarrassing when you are a pastor or a preacher or a teacher, and I'm not afraid to say it. I was teaching you have to die and that you tomorrow wasn't promised and you know what I mean we are not going to be here forever why because I was teaching from the traditions and the commandments of men but the commandment of God got a hold of me when it snatched me up I changed my way of thinking because
because any man be in Christ with the new spirit of the thinking of the mind of God that he created in his own image and own likeness began to start renewing the spirit of their mind. And when I began to renew the spirit of my mind, I start thinking and thought it not robbery to be equal with God as Christ was in the form of a man. And you might be in the form of a woman, so don't think it robbery to be equal with God when you start believing in God and his word of eternal life. But on the other hand, those who are eaten from the fruit of death, hey, huh, shall get the reward that they've been asking for. And I said this is the last time. Why are we crying when we're asking to die and we all have to die? Tomorrow's not promised. If your date show up that you've been asking for, don't cry about it. You should be rejoicing in it because you finally got your reward. Let me get out of that. But I want you to know if you continue eating the fruit of death, my brother, if life and death is in the mouth and you're eating that fruit, the power of the tongue and life and death is in your tongue in your tongue and your teeth, if you got any left, it's still chewing on the fruit of death. You're going and you're going to get what you're asking for. But on the other hand, he or she, those that love speaking the words of eternal life, shall live forever and not die. And these are they who know that God has promised them tomorrow and know we all don't have to die. They know this for a fact, that God promised us eternal life through his own son, Christ, who came through, excuse me, who came through the six-inch doors that were shut on the first day of the week. You hear what I'm saying? So now we need to start paying attention to the company that we keep and what you allow for others to speak into your hearing and into your spirit. Because death and eternal life is in the power of the tongue. And most spiritual church leaders, pastors, bishops, and prophets, and evangelists, and preachers, and teachers do not hardly teach on the power of Christ's resurrection. That scriptures teaches us that it is a, that it is a prerequisite and a requirement that we have the knowledge of the power of Christ's resurrection in Philippians 3, 10, and 11. And it says that we, that we may know Christ. It didn't say that you may know Jesus. See, all you have to do to know Jesus is confess that Jesus was raised from the dead as the Lord Jesus. You confess that you are saved. But to know Christ, you got to go into the furtherance of the gospel. And this is the process that most churches are not taking because they are still talking about Jesus. If you go to the church and all you hear is Jesus, 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 and you hear Jesus' name more than you hear Christ, maybe you have not so learned Christ. And the one that's teaching you may not have so learned Christ either. I'm not picking, I'm telling the truth. The scripture said that we may know Christ and the power of Christ's resurrection and the fellowship of Christ's suffering, being conformed to his death. See, being conformed to his death ties you into Jesus and Jesus' body ties you into Christ. But the power of Christ's 
death is the power of God's resurrection. And by any means, we may obtain or obtain or attain to the resurrection from the dead. But you are dying in the resurrection, and the resurrection has never left you because you are still resurrected on the cross or in the cross where Jesus, and even Jesus not even on the cross or in the cross when Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus took him down from the cross. So even you are worshiping Jesus in a place he's not even at. Even Jesus had to go through this process that we are about to explain. If we are going to attain or obtain the power of Christ's resurrection, and have the knowledge of the power of Christ's resurrection, we're going to have to stop being unequally yoked with Christians and believers who don't believe that God has promised us eternal life and tomorrow is promised and that God has promised us we can live forever through his son Christ. Huh? We are going to have to find us a new group of people or a new group of constituents to keep company with. Look what Scripture teaches us about being unequally yoked. In 2 Corinthians 6, 14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has eternal life or righteousness with the law of sin and death or with the lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? So the group that he's talking about is those who have eternal life and believe in eternal life. Why are you saying that we all have to die? If you know what eternal life means, why are you hanging around sin and death? And those who keep bad habits or those who interrupt bad habits with bad communication or with ignorance or the lack of knowledge, you are letting them destroy you. My people are destroyed because they keep bad company and continue in bad habits because they don't believe in the fellowship of eternal life, but they believe in the fellowship of law and sin, the law of sin and death. So let's look at this verse. If you do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has eternal life with the law of sin and death? First of all, it is insinuating that the churches has not believed in each other. So the churches don't believe in each other because first thing we have to notice is that we are talking about believers. Unequally yoke is not those who don't believe because they are atheists and atheists believe what atheists believe and they are equally yoked. If you get a group that don't believe in God and that group is solidified itself, they believe wholeheartedly in what they believe and they practice that. So now I'm finna prove that these different denominations and different religious groups 
or the traditions of men or the commandments of men teaching has taught the church the same identity. And they are unequally yoked with each other church, but they serve the same God. But we're going to find out that even God is not pleased how they worshiping him, even though they are unequally yoked with other churches. Is that we are talking about people who think they have a relationship with God and the people of God really don't even have a relationship with the people they are fellowshipping with. And at the last time, and the last time I checked, we checked the record for believers. These are they who supposedly attend church, regardless of your denomination, because all the different denominations and religious affiliations is where the division or the separation where the unbelievers come from. Because if I attend whosoever move Catholic church and we have one belief about Jesus Christ as the Son of God and you go to whosoever move Jehovah Witness Church and we don't believe in the transfusion of the blood and you go to whosoever move Church of Christ you don't believe a woman can minister the word of God in church. And by the way, who Christ, after being raised from the dead, told Mary Madeline, go as the first woman who has seen the manifestation of the kingdom and the glory of God to my disciples and tell them what you have seen and heard. Now, if you are from any one of these scenarios, and there are many others out there, but if you are affiliated with a church, denomination, affiliation, that don't believe that God had promised us eternal life, that we can live forever, and tomorrow is promised to those who believe in the eternal glory, and the eternal spirit, and the eternal body, and the eternal flesh of God has the knowledge and have the knowledge of the bodies that came through the doors that were shut. If you are one of those churches or connected to a church, religion, or a church denomination affiliation, huh? And have different beliefs with other religion groups affiliation, and both of you are more likely to be wrong according to scriptures. It is a probability. It is probably saying you are unequally yoked with one another as believers. But the more broader picture of this verse in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it is saying to us, if you don't believe in the teaching of Christ and you as a church religion affiliation or from a certain denomination religion or church affiliation background and you don't believe in the promise of God and the testimony of God found in 1 John 2.25 and 1 John, 1 John chapter 5 verse 11 verse 12 through 12 and that if you eat of this living bread that came down from heaven, 
you will live forever and not die, found in John 6, 48 through 51. You are not just unequally yoked with unbelievers from another denomination, church affiliation from whosoever moved Catholic church or whosoever moved Presbyterian church or whosoever moved Baptist church or whosoever moved Jehovah Witness church or whosoever moved Church of Christ. You are unequivocally or without a shadow of doubt unequally yoked with God. Hey, come on. So all these different denominations causes us to be unbelievers and unequally yoked with each other. And yet neither one of them, for the most part, don't believe in the eternal glory of God and the body that came through the doors that were shut, the six-inch doors. This was two bodies that has become one body. This was two bloods that has become one blood. This is two people that God made in the beginning on the sixth day out of his Holy Spirit and out of his Son Christ from the heavens and from the earth, from the terrestrial and from the celestial. He made these bodies in his spirit as a male and a female and put that into that body and made one body as the promise of our father. If you don't believe what he did on the sixth day, you'll never believe what he did on the seventh day, on the first day of the week when he came through the doors that were shut in John 19. John chapter 20, verse 19. You would never believe it. So now we see why the majority of the people in the church don't believe in eternal life. Because first of all, the first unbelief in the church is with each other. And the broader belief or the broader unbelief or the broader portion of the people that's unequally yoked with one another is because they are unequally yoked with God. I'd rather believe God for his testimony that he gave his two sons that he would give me eternal life and slip out of him than to believe that I have to die and tomorrow is not promised. I'd rather believe that glory. I'd rather fall asleep in Christ than to fall asleep in Jesus. That glory. But, oh, God, if it's God's will that I have eternal life like he promised, I'm going to stand on his word with the belief, knowing that I can live and not die and declare the works of God. I got glory going on in here. My brothers and sisters, I want you to know all these whosoever moved churches has caused a lot of confusion in the last 2,000 plus years. You got to watch out for that Joseph, I mean, that, that, that Lutheran Martha, and he was the one that come divide and divide, divide the churches up and split them all up, and I don't want to get into that because that's the history. You just got to go to Christianity and church history, and you find out a lot about that, but it's not about Joe uh, uh, Martha Luther, and it's not about your church. It's about believing in God, what God promised me and you, which is eternal life. He gave us the bread of God and the bread of the the bread of life so that we can have eternal life through the bread that vanished when he gave the disciples. Come on. 
my brothers and sisters, this is heavy. So let me continue with the message. So if you could attend any one of these church and don't believe in him who came through the door, six-inch door that was shut on the first day of the week, who he raised from the dead, in Acts 13.30, but God who raised him from the dead, but God who raised Jesus from the dead, and quickened our mortal bodies, or has given eternal, and has given eternal life to our mortal bodies through His eternal Spirit that dwells in us. So, if you don't believe in Him, it's probably because of the company you keep, and you let them speak in your hearing every single day of your life. We all have to die, and tomorrow is not promised. It is a message. How the church pumps up death and limited the power of God through eternal life. But they speak the words of eternal life. The power of the tongue is in the mouth, is in the lips. And they speak the words of death. And I think it has come, has become such a habit where they don't even know themselves. They're teaching on death. They're teaching their children and their children's children to die. I heard my mama say I had to die. I heard my daddy say I had to die. I heard my brother say I had to die. I just recently heard my sister say she wanted to die. And I told her I see you when I see you. But I heard many pastors, preachers, and teachers still teaching in 2023 that tomorrow is not promised and we all have to die and we are not going to be here forever. Why would you sit there and use the words of eternal life and reverse it after God spoke it? But God who raised Christ and Jesus from the dead my brothers, you got to watch the company you keep. And to all the Christians and believers and to their, and to those who are going to hear this sermonic presentation, it is a known fact. To those who've been taught by the spiritual church leaders, those who've been taught by our mothers and fathers, and those who've been taught by bishop, apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, preachers, and teachers, that we all have to die and tomorrow is not promised and our days are numbered is most definitely a known fact that you are equally yoked with death and with the person or persons that is teaching you that tomorrow is not promised and we all have to die. You are equally yoked, unequivocally, and without a shadow of a doubt. This is a known fact that you are not the temple of God, the body of God. And this is a known fact that you are not equally yoked with God. And I don't care how holy, my brothers and sisters, and I don't care how holy you might think you might be, 
But I want you to realize that God is doing something so powerful in the earthly realm where if you don't realize that what you're speaking in the hearing of the people of God, you're blaspheming the word of God by telling them that something God did not say. And I don't care how holy and I don't care how holy you think you might be huh? as a spiritual church leader, a bishop, a pastor, a pastor, a preacher, or even just want to think of yourself as a Christian. If you're going around as a believer, I say to you that if you're going around saying these things and if you're listening to this sermonic presentation, and I don't care where you're at listening to this, it is a known fact to those who are being taught by the spiritual church leaders, those who are being taught by our mothers and fathers, and those who are being taught by bishop, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, preachers, and teachers, that we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised and our days are numbered uh, and we are um, we are not going to be here forever it's most definitely a known fact that you are unequally that you are equally yoked with death and with the persons as I said a minute ago and with the people that you are surrounding yourself by this is a known fact that you are not the temple of God this is a known fact that you are not the body of God. This is a known fact that you are not equally, unequally yoked just with us. You are unequally yoked with God. And I don't care how holy you might think you are. And I'm going to say that and I'm going to leave that where it's at because I know I'm going to get some flack. Because the fact of the matter, you don't have the knowledge of the power of the resurrection, which is a, requ a requirement for you. And it is a requirement that we know and have the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God, that we know and have the knowledge of the mystery of the glory and the eternal life of God. Why? Because God is our life. In, 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 in the book where he was teaching out of De Deuteronomy. He was teaching in Deuteronomy 30. He says that it is for you. I'm going to bring it to heaven and earth. He says that death and life I have called into a witness. And the heavens and the earth is going to witness what I'm about to say. He said, I set before you life and eternal. He says eternal life and death. He says, choose eternal life because I am your life. Leave blessings. He said, leave curse. He said, leave the curse and the bad habits alone. But he said, I am your life and your length of days. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 and 20, God is our life. Why would you tell God that you cannot live forever and that you have eternal life and that you would not die? and declare his word. Why wouldn't you? And the only reason I could think of it, because we don't have the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God and the glory and the eternal life of God. We need to be very careful what we speak from out of our mouth and watch the company that we keep. And we need to show our self-approval before God and not before men. A workman who a workman unto God rightly divide the words of eternal life, huh? And know how and know and have the knowledge of the power of the resurrection of Christ. 
Let's see what the scripture says about bad company. What God do, what God do with the body that are raised from the dead. Because this process of understanding does not manifest in the glory, in the renewing of the spirit of your mind. You could possibly never get what God is trying to give to you because you would always be in a place where God is not at. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 and 38. He says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Look at you do not be deceived. And I know that there's a lot of deception that is out there because the people of God wants to be who they are according to where they're at because they want to feel holy. They want to think they're holy because they attend church. They attend the building. They attend social, all these, these social events that the church affiliate themselves with the pastor anniversary, with the ceremonies that they be having, all these things. You know what it is. I'm not going to against it because I was a part of it. But when I come into the knowledge of it, I understand what is the purpose of it if you're, if you're doing something that is not giving you what God wants you to have. If the wages of sin gives you death and you are teaching me death, why am I associating myself with the affiliation of a ministry that's teaching me to die? Why not affiliate with the spirit of him and the promise of our father, which is from God? and affiliate ourselves with the eternal glory of God. Why wouldn't I? The Spirit of God says in the Word of God says, do not be deceived. My brothers and sisters, there's a lot of deception out there. You think deception comes from somebody that dressed up in a deceiving uniform. Deception comes from those who look like Christ, dress like Christ, and even speak like him sometimes. But the fact of the matter, you don't know if you're being deceived or not. But I'm here to tell you, your deception is right where you're at. If they're teaching you, you have to die. And you have, and you have to die. And tomorrow is not promised. And you are not, you are not going to be here forever. If they're teaching you that, what kind of teaching is that? I taught it. Let's get this out the way. I was one of those that taught that. So if you hear me in, 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 in rapping and raging about who type of teachers that, I was one of those type of teachers until I was taught by God, until I understood Christ's teaching out of Matthew 23, verse 8, and John 6, 45. When Christ, when I read the book of John and started understanding that God said that I am the bread of life, not like the bread that your father and them did eat in the wilderness and are dead, but if you eat of this living bread, you shall live forever and not die. If you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, he says you have life, and if you don't drink of my blood and don't eat of my flesh, you have no eternal life in you. And he wasn't talking about no cannibal. But this was a hard saying as you continue to read. In that same chapter, chapter 666, you got to watch out for that 666. Because let me tell you something. The reason is 666 because it's 18 inches from your heart to your mind. If the enemy can confuse you between the heart and your mind about you have eternal life and that eternal life is after you die, the 666 is operating in you because it's the number of man, the number of beast. But let me tell you something. When it's the number of 18, which is God, God says 18 inches from your heart, 18 inches. 
inches from your mind. He says, I say, put on the 18 inches. Put on the new man and the new woman in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21, 22, and 23, and 24. He said, put on the new woman in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21, 22, 23, 24. He said, put on the new man that is created after me in my image, in my likeness, the Holy Spirit, the the spirit of Christ that I made from the terrestrial and the celestial from out of Genesis 1-1 from the heavens and earth. Put it on, he says. I need you to put it on in the renewing of the spirit of your mind. I created you as a male and I created you as a male. I didn't make Steve and Eve. I made Eve, not Steve. He says, Put it on and take off all that raggedy stuff because old wine cannot fit, fit in new wine skin because the old wine will burst the new or the new wine will burst the old wine skin. So therefore, my brother, put off the old man and renew the spirit of your mind. God is trying to get us to say you are deceived. Hey, glory, I got to get out of that. Do not be deceived because evil company corrupts good habits. My brothers and sisters, they, even in John chapter 6, 6, 6, after the 18 inches, my brother, there's some that's still in the 18 inches because 18 inches from your heart is where the new man is at. 18 inches from the heart is where the new woman is at. God say, put it on. Put on the new man in Ephesians 4, 21, 22, 23. You have not so long Christ. Uh-huh. But Jesus has learned Christ. You have not so learned Christ. Uh-huh. If the truth be in Jesus, even Jesus had to learn Christ and take off the old man that he created in through Mary, that he was conceived in through Mary. He had to put it off. That's why Nicodemus and Joseph of Nicodemus, I mean Joseph of Amateur and Nicodemus had to dress him and put him in a, and stress the body up. That's why the blood had to come from out. When the Roman soldiers stuck him in the side and water in blood, come hey, glory. That's why he says, put on the new man. So if you're going to put on the new man, you're going to have to leave corruption of conversation. That, that conversation you've been having, we're not going to be here forever. That conversation that you're having tomorrow is not promised. That conversation that you're having, we all have to die. That conversation that they're teaching you, you're going to have to take it off because that's a spirit of deception, my brothers. If the word of God is teaching us, evil, com- evil company huh, corrupts good habits. My brothers and sisters, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33 and 38. Look what 34 says in 1 Corinthians 15. Awake to eternal life. Awake to righteousness because in the way of righteousness uh, is eternal life uh, and there is no death in this path in Proverbs 24 and Proverbs 12 28 says in the way of righteousness huh is eternal life and there is no death in its path in Proverbs 28 and Proverbs 21 21 says that if you find righteousness if you find eternal life you should live forever you should be granted mercy and honor if you find eternal life in John 5 39 and 40 he says that if you think you search the scriptures you might think you have the 
to the eternal life in the searching of the scriptures. And these are they that are testified of me. So therefore, do not be deceived. If you're being deceived of Christ being the spirit of him and giving you eternal life and you are not believing that you can live forever, you are in deception. If you hear the words of a pastor, a preacher, a bishop, apostle teaching you that tomorrow is not promised, you know what I mean? We're all not going to be here forever. Those are the words of the evil one. Those are the words of the devil. i got to tell it to you like it is. You might not like this ministry no more, but I'm going to keep on keeping it on because we got pastors and preachers and teachers and we got people that are just believing all over this world. This ministry is growing by leaps and bounds because the truth of the knowledge of the glory of God that he's spreading in the earth is actually being manifested through the glory of the water that is covering the sea. So my brothers and sisters, if you don't like this here and you can't handle the truth, I see you when I see you. And I want you to know, my brothers, just like they left Jesus, just like they left Christ when he was in the body of Jesus in John 666, remember the 18 inches from the heart to the head, from the heart to the mind. If the spirit of evil is in there, he he said that the spirit of God cannot abide. So they walked off after he started teaching about eternal life. So they walked off and Christ looked at the 12 that he chose and he said, do you want to go too? And I said to them, Peter said, Father, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. Where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal. Look what the guy response was. He says, do you want to go too? So therefore, my brother, Brother, if you want to leave and not listen, I understand. But there is a remnant group out there that God is preparing for the glory of the manifestation of his coming back for the body. These two bodies that God came through the doors that was shut, that he sent the Holy Spirit in the body of Jesus. He sent the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ. He sent the body of Christ in the Holy Spirit in the Holy Spirit in the body of Jesus. He said these two bodies that came through the two doors is the body of the church he's coming back for of those who believe that God gave it glory just like Thomas in John 20 verse 27 when he touched the glory I know we've been taught back in our ministry when Thomas touched the body he said oh my God oh glory be to God Thomas didn't believe he didn't believe that he came through the doors that was shut in that body so Christ made him touch the body that he didn't believe if you are not believing in a body that he said I'm going to edify the body of Christ and give it a perfect a perfect stature so that you can believe he said that if you don't believe in this you're no different than Thomas when we was talking about Thomas we wasn't taught that Thomas didn't believe that he came through the doors that were shut. We was taught that Thomas didn't believe that he rose from the dead. But Thomas believed he rose from the dead because too many people had witnessed that he did. But Thomas didn't believe that he came through the six-inch door in the body of God, that God gave it as it was, as it was a body of a seed, as it pleased God. And he said, I don't believe that junk you're talking about right now. But God says, touch this 
body, but he told Thomas, you believe because you touched it. What about they, those who don't believe? They, those who don't believe because they don't touch. What about they, those who don't believe because they never manifested the glory? But what about those who never seen and never touched and never felt? What about those who will believe, Thomas? Blessed is they who I'm going to give them eternal life and the eternal glory of my Father. Blessed are they, Thomas. Awake to righteousness, he says in the book. Awake to eternal life. Huh? Let me say that again. Awake to eternal life and do not sin by saying tomorrow is not promised. Do not sin by saying we all have to die, but we need to awake to eternal life because some of us have not the knowledge of the glory of God that is spread in the earth as the water covers the sea. In Habakkuk 2, 14, this is the vision that he was talking about in Habakkuk. He was talking about the vision, my brothers and sisters. We got to get with the vision because God has a vision of us. Excuse me. God has a vision of us. Huh? Remaining until he come back. In John chapter 21, verse 20, and I'm going to close with this because I've got some more ways to go. John chapter 21, verse 20, 21. He was teaching Peter on the depth that he was going to receive. But he told the, uh, the disciples, he says, John, he says that he will remain until I come back again. The disciples tried to change. See, the Bible teaches us about people going to remain. What about John? He says that he's going to remain until I come back. So one of the disciples said, he said he wasn't going to die. Christ said, I didn't teach you that he wasn't going to die because it's appointed to man to wants to die. But what if he remain? Because see, that's, what's right. that's where the problem relies. See, people think they have to die. They do have to die once, but they think they have to continue to die to be dead. But God says, it is appointed for you to die because I sent my son in the similitude of what death was going to be like. Even death, even the body of Christ, took the sting from out of death. And so therefore, if you're in the body of Christ, the death has no more sting. So therefore, everyone has to die once and then the judgment. Jesus judged what he wanted to be with in God. So he judged to be with God in Christ. So therefore, even Jesus had to go through the death, the burial and the resurrection. And, uh, the, and, and, and But God who raised them from the dead, glory, but God who raised them from the dead. So when Jesus was touched by the Spirit of God in the tomb by the Spirit of Christ, God raised them from the dead. My brothers and sisters, because God gives it a body as he pleases into each seed, its own body. My brothers, we got some ways to go because I want you to know the power of Christ's resurrection that is found in Philippians 3.11 is so powerful that we have to teach on it and we should be able to obtain and attain the power of the resurrection through this teaching. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to continue because I want you to know. Glory, the 
power of his resurrection. But God raised him from the dead. God raised Jesus and God raised Christ in one body, but two people came up in one body. We're going to study that a little bit more because he took two bloods and he took two bodies to present it to God as one body and one blood on the cross. He says, show me your glory, Father. And God did that what he did. And the body that came through the door that was shut shall be revealed through the podcast of the Problems of Our Father podcast. My brothers and sisters, stay tuned and listen to the next episode. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I pray that the Spirit of God is working through you like it's working through us. He got pre continue to pray for our spiritual cuts leaders all over this world. And brothers and sisters, the gospel of the kingdom of God, the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the doors being shut, being revealed to God's people. So if you've been enhanced in your, in your knowledge, continue to listen because there's more to come. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to thank my spiritual cousin leader for praying for the ministry and blessing us forever. And we thank God for doing what he promised to do through the ministry that he's doing in the podcast of the Father. Promise of our Father podcast through the spiritual cuts ministry. Stay tuned, my brothers and sisters, because there's more to come. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. If you want to if you want to reach out to our hotline, the number is 678-764-1614. 678-764-1614. If you want to text us, email us, you can email us at P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W at Yahoo.com. P-A-S-T-O-R. DW at yahoo.com. My brothers, we got books online. I got a book out there called The Promise of Our Father and The Promise of Our Father and Who Shall Believe in Our Report. Go to Amazon, Books of Million, Barnes and Noble. You can find a book out there and you can coincide the book with the teaching and God is going to bless you forever. We thank you and continue to pray for the ministry. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live and we're going to do the episode that is coming up so you can hear the rest of the story. Amen. Glory be to God. May God bless you and your family forever.